The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust, episode 656. Hello. <laughs> how are you? Yes, hello, Wolf. How are you? Uh, 656. That way is east. That means we gotta go west. I mean, it, we gotta go west regardless of whether or not which way is east. Um, but uh, yeah, let's grab Wolfie and continue here. Like I said, in episode 656. Ten episodes away from an episode that everybody seems to be very interested in. Remember... It's been a long time since I've planned special episode milestone events, so don't don't look forward to anything too crazy for episode 666. I mean, the game might provide us with something crazy. I was saying this all the way back on episode 311, and then we got our, our, our golden apple of episode 311-ness. The rarest item in the game. But, uh, yeah, everybody is very excited about that. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, today is Wednesday, September 27th, 2017, for this uh, episode 656, and we are continuing to the Far Lands. We are continuing to the Far Lands, indeed, here in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3. Mr. Pig, is this a spawner? By no? You didn't seem to confirm that theory. This this little cutout is just a little bit too perfect. Oh, my pickaxe broke. Interesting turn of events. Can't can't get much of anywhere without a pickaxe. Can't believe I didn't notice when that happened. When did that happen? When I was breaking out of the hidey hole? I'm confused. Careful, Wolfie, careful, Wolfie, careful, Wolfie, careful, Wolfie, careful, Wolfie. Boom. All right, I don't. Whoop! All right. Well, <laughs> come on, get out of there. I'm doing doing things, business. Yeah, I don't think it is the spawner, or else we would get the uh, the spawner and the chest bumps. The chest bumps, my friends. The chest bumps. <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh man. So yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. Woo! Um, and, uh, yeah, we're continuing on. Re regardless of where you're tuning in, on, on the YouTube, on the, the podcast. For those of you who might not know, there's a podcast edition. If the the jitteriness and the video aren't particularly to your liking, there's a podcast edition. Still still filled with the, the background sound effects of, of Minecraft, like Wolfie taking some damage there and whatnot. But podcast edition regardless, a lot of people... I don't know, a lot, maybe a handful of people I hear from listen to it during their commute and stuff like that. But yeah, continuing on. I wanted to mention a brief bit of self-promotion, which you know I'm so comfortable and good at doing. This month is September, and uh, for those of you who are familiar with my Patreon, I started the Patreon and was sending out postcards to everybody and trying to keep track of who received a postcard and who hasn't received a postcard and that was just a pain in the butt 
because Patreon does not make it easy to uh, filter through the supporter information and database. So what I've started to do in the last few years is just, regardless, regardless of whether or not my phone is ringing with a suspected spam caller, regardless of uh, whether or not you've received a postcard in the past, every March and September, I send out postcards to everybody who is in the tier and above that uh, is part of the reward system. So, so many people have gotten multiple postcards, which is fine. Fine by me indeed. But that also means that at the end of this month, when the pledges go through on October 1st, that's the list. Those pledges that complete on October 1st, which are all the pledges through the month of September, uh, I will take that list, and that is the mailing list that will apply to the next set of postcards, which I just sent to the printer today. So even if you have been supporting for a long time, at $5 or more, uh, you'll get a postcard. Or even if you decide you want to sign up just for the postcard, now would be the time to do it. Now before midnight. Um, actually before midnight on September... What's the last day of September? Is it the 31st? Let's, let's check the sun. Let's look directly at the sun to see what the case is there. I... 30th. 30th. Before midnight on September 30th, this Saturday, to sign up and pledge through Patreon and get lost and start walking south for some reason for a little bit. And uh, regardless, if this is your first month or, or whatever, you will get on that mailing list for the postcard. The, the, the autographed postcards, and it's a, it's a new one. It's a new design, a new featured landscape. It's as if I'm writing you guys postcards on the road on the way to the far lands is basically the, the situation there. So if you're interested, no pressure or anything like that. There's a lot of people who are supporting at like one dollar or whatever, and, and that's very much appreciated. If, if they want to increase just for this one month to the five dollar mark or not, that's up to them. I rarely, perhaps to my own detriment, promote my Patreon. Uh, aside from any little updates I may make, or what the patron server obviously is a separate uh, tier altogether. But uh, yeah, just wanted to mention that. Make sure, uh, you know, people miss out or whatever, the, or, or maybe they sign up in October and they don't know why they didn't get a postcard. Uh, it's because I, I use the September and the March lists every six months. I send out those postcards, domestic or international. Uh, even though the international stamps certainly cost me quite a bit more, it's same same deal. There's no there's no international pricing or anything like that, uh, and uh, your support is much appreciated. Regardless, no matter where if you're just watching, if you're just listening to the podcast, if you're just following on Twitter and watching live streams or whatever, I appreciate you guys hanging out and being part of the community here. Much appreciated. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff coming up in the month of October. Speaking of which, before I... I gotta, I gotta send out these postcards before a bunch of stuff happens. The 13th of October starts the next Mindcrack Marathon Evolved. It is evolving. The evolution is nearly complete. Evolution is never complete. Science! But, uh, yeah, the Mindcrack Marathon, this is going to be the third year... 
doing it at a location, in person, live. I missed, unfortunately, the last, the 2016 marathon, uh, but I was at the 2015 one. If you recall, the, the charity UHC that I won. Spoiler alert. Last year I joined with the UHC, but remotely. And uh, this year I'm attending. <laughs> Some people from my stream already know that. I mentioned that, but I am indeed attending in person and we're slowly getting details about that. Uh, so be sure to tune in. Mindcrackmarathon.com is the main website. We're supporting, once again, Extra Life Charities for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Ooh, I think I got that all in one go without even having it in my notes. And uh, we're just going to be doing all the same sort of wacky cool stuff all, all together. The, obviously the, the UHCs are returning, but new segments, old segments from last year. Uh, and just kind of being able to, to hang out and, and, and be in person with a bunch of the Mindcrack members. And more! And more! That's part of the evolved thing. Oh, how did you do that? Well, that was that was just nullified right there. You got the treats and then you took the damage. Got the treats and took the damage. What do you look at me? Look at me. I hope you ate that. Uh So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I hope you are too. Uh yeah, like I said, minecrackmarathon.com and it's going to be live stream on the main Mindcrack Twitch, which I think is just twitch/mindcrack. Uh and looking forward to that. And then the weekend after that is TwitchCon, which I am also attending. So it's going to be a few weekends out and about. But uh, I don't know how many of you, if if I surprisingly, in the last TwitchCon, I met a good handful of Farlanders and other people who maybe even have started streaming. Uh, so that, that was quite cool and, and surprising. But yeah, I'm also going to be attending TwitchCon. Nothing special or specific. Planned for me personally there, uh, other than hopefully just trying to find, hopefully just trying to find a reason that I went there or, or am going there. Future tense, indeed. So yeah, let's go to sleep, uh, and in the morning I will continue with these. Speaking of Patreon, another perk is that I've got some Patreon questions here from people on Patreon, patrons, if you will, uh, and I'll answer those in the morning. <laughs> And a patronage. Whoa. Three blocks I can fall, not four. Four takes the damage. I I swear I answered this question before, but I honestly don't think I did. I think I was planning on answering it last episode, but I ended up just talking about Cassini the entire time and, and the, the NASA social. But Xavier, Xavier Penguin, that is, has a few questions. Saying, asking, loading up your YouTube page, the video that automatically plays is the one when you and your nephew, Goober, jumped into the Mindcrack server and recorded an episode together. Is Goober still interested in Minecraft? Does he still enjoy watching your walk to the far lands? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Goober is obviously much older than he was while we recorded that video. <laughs> And, uh, you know, going to school and all that stuff. 
But yeah, and I recently got to see Goober when I went home for a family event in July. Goober, indeed, is still into Minecraft, and he was playing certain mode of Minecraft on a like a, 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 a kitty kids kids tablet. Is, is it like a Amazon has like a kids tablet or whatever, and Android-ish device? Yeah, he was playing Minecraft and other games, and I just broke my boat because Wolfie wouldn't let me through. This little fjord here. Um, it's got it's got a Wii, and he plays the Wii and Mario Kart and stuff like that. So yeah, certainly interested in the video games, and to the best of my knowledge, still watches. Uh, I think his favorite video to watch is the Goober video, the one that he was in. But um, otherwise, I think still, mm, I'm not sure about Firelands of Us if it's still interesting for him or not. But hello, Goober, if you do find it. To be interesting. Hello. Indeed. Um, and yeah, kind of, I think. I think he's also watched some other videos. He started watching, I hear from his mom, my sister, he started watching Max Payne 2 <laughs> and then it got to the scene, uh, the shower scene. And he's like, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to be watching this, which is true, which is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, he also likes uh, Bimenji Drive with Busto and the crashing cars, uh, stuff like that. I don't know if PUBG with the guns and stuff is really up his alley. Um, but uh, yeah, to the, to the best of my knowledge, school comes first, I, I, I realize. That whole thing can fall, can't it? There's not a solid block keeping that floating situation up there. Speaking of floating situations, <laughs> censored. Um, if I take it out from the middle, it should all. Well, what if I take it down from the side? It should all cascade down in one wave of sanditude. Oh, can't reach it. Oh, can't reach it. Oh, can't reach it. There we go. Are you ready? That. Thing is gonna pop off too. Oh, there's one block that's gonna mess me up, isn't it? That probably should be the block that I break, isn't it? Ah, dang it. Try to have some fun. Try to have some fun. And a silly sandstone block spoils it. Spoils it! Alright, but yeah, that if if I break that specific block carefully, the whole the whole kit and caboodle should come crashing down. Can't reach it. Aha! All right, who's ready for magic? In three, two, one, blast off! Wee! Woo! Oh! That was the part I was most interested in. Real dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'll die from this height, but I'll certainly take some damage. Can't reach. Dang it. There we go. Whee! Nice. Excellent. Now that I've built this abomination in the middle of the desert. Oh, the glitter, the glitteriness? The glittery, glitchiness, bleh, jitteriness. Yeah, I mixed up glitchy and jitter. The glitteriness. 
Look at us go. That was just fun. That was just delightful, wasn't it, Wolfie? Sure. Um, so yeah. Continuing on. Continuing on indeed. What else? Oh, uh, Xavier, I already answered this, but Xavier also asked, uh, as somebody else had mentioned, how is the coffee in Seattle? And I mentioned this already, that I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> Looking for maybe suggestions. And, and and when when people ask coffee, I don't go out for coffee much. If I do, I'm like going out to breakfast and then it's just some diner and it's diner coffee, which is never... It's diner coffee. You add a little bunch of sugar to it and, and that's how you drink it. You know, it's not meant to be like, ooh, tasted in the notes and, and the floral and the chocolatey hazelnut. You know, you're not talking about the single origin. You know, it's just brewed coffee. Uh, so yeah, I rarely go out for coffee. So whenever somebody asks me about coffee, I assume, and I default to them asking about where do you buy your beans that you then you know, grind and, and brew at home with your pour-over or whatever. Uh, and I've been mildly flummoxed at the fact that I've been un unable to find, like, a good independent roaster of single-origin, perhaps organic beans, uh, because a lot of them seem to be influenced by the Starbucks way of roasting, uh, which to me is wrong way. <laughs> I'm not like trying to be a snob or anything like that and I'm certainly not any sort of affluent coffee aficionado but uh, I know I know what's I like and I know what's I don't like. So I did actually just order some Intelligentsia because <laughs> they hadn't heard from me for a while and they gave me a coupon because uh, I've been trying all these other coffee brands. Uh, so yes, I just received today some Intelligentsia coffee and I also... I, having guests over uh, over the PAX weekend has, has made me realize that the pour-over method of coffee brewing is great for one person, but when you have more than one person, uh, it is a bit inhibitive and uh, I feel a bit bad. I'm like, I have coffee, but I really can't make it for everybody here. It's been a while. It's been a while uh, since we've seen a spawner and there is indeed one down here but can't see it so I'm gonna stop looking for it see you later whoa uh, so I have where I was going with that is that I also uh, arriving tomorrow or Thursday or something like that I ordered an automatic coffee maker <gasps> dun dun uh, yeah, not that big of a deal. <laughs> it was, it, and it's supposed to be like one of the better ones. It's not just a dripper. It's by all means not a K cup, whatever the heck those abominations are. But and it's not, you know, a Mister Coffee. Um, it's, it's, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> But then again, neither is the coffee I buy, so I figured it went with it. But yeah, it's, um, Breville? Is it Breville? Makes a brand of coffee maker that kind of simulates the pour-over style in that 
it instead of just dripping warm water onto the beans, it actually like simulates the spraying around of you know when you do the swirly the swirly uh, durlies on on the pour over filter. Um, it simulates that and it does the pre the pre soak the uh, the bloom. It gets the bloom uh, of of the beans and stuff. So it might also streamline my morning routine because it takes me a good 15-20 minutes <laughs> in the morning to make my coffee. Uh, one of the things is, is I don't have a uh, electric kettle anymore uh, so I've been using a stovetop kettle and just waiting for the water to boil is, is a, a, a process indeed. Um, so yeah hopefully maybe it'll save me some time in the morning as well. I'm gonna try that out. I'm gonna try that situation out when it does arrive and I'll I'll, I'll get back to you. Uh, but yeah, overall I've not been uh, incredibly pleased with my Seattle coffee experience. And I'm up to suggestions. Uh, it's it, it might completely be a local thing that, you know, you can't just search Yelp for coffee Seattle because then you end up with Starbucks. Um, so yeah, that's that's been my experience so far, and uh, as, as to my journey. Whoa, throwing the throwing the dirt with the coffee here in Seattle. Boop, bop, and boop. But yeah, thanks Xavier for those questions. Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. <laughs> Awakeness and awakeness. Boop. Let's carry on. Peter asks, "What is one of your favorite streams you've ever done? One of the Flavathons, a random gang, kick kick the boy." Um. That's tough. I've been streaming for so long, I don't remember them all. Certainly some of the Flabathons. Certainly been my most viewed streams. Uh, particularly the third Flabathon, probably. That was when we, we lost Wolfie at the end there. Uh, overall, probably one of the best productions. Um, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't think. I mean, honestly, being involved with the Mindcrack Marathon, a lot of those things that have happened, like winning the, 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 the charity UHC, was a whole different experience being all in the same room together. Even last year's that I wasn't there, we did the crazy, we, we beat all the bosses, uh, even though we lost the UHC. We won, we won. Um, that was, that was very interesting and fun. Even honestly, some of the I did some weird stuff in Kerbal Space Program, like landing back, trying to land back at the, uh, you know, with a capsule reentry, not a flight, landing back at the the launch pad. We didn't land at the launch pad, but we ended up on the footsteps of the the astronaut building or whatever that was like spot on. So yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, hard to say. Just because those things aren't permanent, I guess they're also not permanent in my mind. I mean, a lot I can think of obviously clips and 
funny highlights and stuff like that, but I don't know if I can like say a specific whole live stream. Just because there are down times during a live stream and then there's like really exciting times. I don't know if that reflects on the entire live stream, but I think more or less that would be something you guys would have to tell me if you remember any memorable, you know, live streams as as a whole. And even, you know, people don't might not be there for an entire live stream, so it's hard to say uh what what counts for that, but I yeah, I, I appreciate the uh the kind of hmm, I don't know that that question that I don't quite have an answer for. Peter also asked, how do you feel about microtransactions in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? I don't like them. <laughs> I you you all know that I'm kind of a curmudgeon when it comes to those things, as well as even DLC. Purchasable DLC that's released after the game is released, or even on the game's release. It's it's the it's the the the, the money grab. And even more so, I've always hated the random loot box systems in in your Overwatches, in your CSGOs, where you're paying money, but you don't even know what you're getting. You know, it, and then it leads to these weird secondary, like, marketplaces that then lead to these betting places, and it just, it, it just it doesn't seem good all the way down. It just... It seems to devolve as it continues. Uh, so yeah, I'm not participating in that. And I don't think the argument of, oh, it's it's only cosmetic. Right, but it changes the game. It enhances the game. It's part of the game. Certainly, somebody with this very rare item is seen differently than somebody with all the default items, you know? Even if it's just cosmetic, uh, it, it changes the worth of the experience, even if it isn't gameplay changing, etc., etc. So yeah, I'm certainly not the most versed in having this conversation. I've been watching a lot of Jim Sterling. I think he, he holds a lot of very relevant opinions and ideas and suggestions surrounding these sort of things. Microtransactions and, and, and DLC. And free-to-play stuff versus fee-to-play, you know, those sort of things. And, and he certainly has the experience of the, uh, the video game industry to, to kind of speak much more wisely about that stuff than I do. But yeah, I don't, I don't participate in any of that stuff. And uh, it's... It, 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 we'll, we'll see. It's kind of a bummer, you know, like if they... Yeah, it's 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 uh, something that you hope wouldn't end up in a game that you like, but <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't hold any weight in that community. Um, finally, for the f sake of flob stats, can you murder a squid? I don't know. I don't see any at this juncture. Is, like, squids murdered at zero? Wolves! Are squids in this game? <laughs> yeah, they are. Aren't they? Sure. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> are squids in, in Minecraft Beta 173? 
I've seen it. I've seen a squid here, right? Or are they not? Are you just messing with me, Peter? Giving me the old bamboozle. Making me think there's squids in the game when there aren't squids in the game. When were squids added to the game? Because I see, I see no squids. If there are squids in this game, they are rare, they are rare. Now you're making me, like, second-guess my entire existence. <laughs> what? What's in this game? I don't remember. Cake is in the game. Apples aren't. Golden apples sometimes are in a 0.08% chance, or 0.8% chance, excuse me. But are squid? It certainly doesn't look like it. Uh-oh, Wolfie, don't get trapped under the ice. Well done. Excuse me, chicken friend. Are squids in this game? Have you see seen any squids? Have you seen any pigs taking damage for no reason? Huh. Trying to think. I remember I made a video when they did the... added the squids. I, like, started a new world, and it's still a world I can load into. It's like one of my test worlds. But I don't remember if that was before or after Theta-173. I'm confused. You make me confused, my friends. David asked, what are your thoughts on the announcement that the 13th Doctor will be portrayed by a female? I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I don't know why it didn't happen sooner. But I also am not really invested in Doctor Who anymore. I've kind of just stopped watching. Mostly because I don't have cable or an immediate method of watching the new episodes, so I'm a full season or two behind uh, whatever comes out on Amazon Prime is what I've last watched. Uh, but also it's just... it's just changed. And maybe it'll change again now that uh, what's-his-nose has left. <laughs> what's-his-nose? Um, the, 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 the director, the current lead writer, whatever his name is, um, is also leaving at the end of the season. I don't know who they've tapped to replace him, but I don't find he was very good at carrying the show. Maybe writing an episode or two in, in the David Tennant years. But not not really carrying the show. And I've mentioned this. Stephen Moffat. There we go. That's his name. Thank you. You're welcome. Brain. Um, so yeah, I think it's great. And and maybe I'll I'll try to seek out some episodes to watch to see if this whoever's taken over does does a better, more cohesive job of it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not invested in it or or any TV shows of any kind. Like I don't have Netflix. I know a lot of people are into Netflix shows. You're Stranger Things and, and, and whatever. I don't have Netflix. All I have is Amazon Prime. And even those shows I don't watch. I just, I don't... I'm, I'm like looking at cutting cutting down my time spent on how, on how long I, I make coffee. I can't devote more time spent on binge-watching seasons of, of, of uh, television now, can I? Although when I was in Chicago, I did binge-watch with my sister all the way through all of... Uh, 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 the Master of None, the Aziz Ansari series. 
which she has Netflix, so I was able to do. <laughs> um, that was good. I liked the first season more, and I did the second season of that, but uh, that was good. That was an enjoyable time. Uh, but yeah, hopefully uh, you guys have some time to binge watch through the previous 655 episodes of Farland to Bust if you missed them, right? You guys are all doing that. Clicking, clicking thumbs up on each and every one of them, right? Right? Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I do appreciate you for watching this one, certainly. Still got some questions from patrons, and we'll look into tapping into new uh, resources for those as we continue onward here with the beginning. The first act of Season 7 of the series. I do appreciate it. Oh, let's see if this tree can grow by the time we... Wake up in the morning. Ah, oh, dang, I just picked up another one. Oh, and another one. Another one. All right. We've got a little forest situation. Spider! Oh. There we go. Let's secure ourselves. Make some new beds. Next episode. And uh, don't forget about that uh, Mindcrack Marathon, October 13th. I'm going to feel real dumb if that's the wrong uh, date. But that's when it starts, and it's 48 hours straight of classic and new and future Mindcrack Marathon. Cookiness and craziness all going towards Extra Life Charities. Mindcrackmarathon.com. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. The swirly uh, durlies. <laughs>